the streets in his neighborhood. He decided to join one. They were called the Blackstone Rangers. I joined on my own. I wasn't forced to join a gang or no peer pressure. It was just something I wanted to do, and I did it. How'd your mom feel about that? She didn't. She didn't like it at all. And in fact, um, when I got away from the house, I would put my black scarf on my head, which is signify I'm a, I'm a ranger. But as soon as I got near the house, I'd take it off. Because if I didn't, my mama would knock it off. She would beat you? Oh, who? <laughs> my mama didn't play. My mama didn't play. But that did not stop Daryl. His involvement in the gang quickly escalated. The Blackstone Rangers were considered to be the most dangerous, deadliest gang in the city of Chicago. I was considered to be a shooter. Why were you considered a shooter? Because I, I, I would shoot. You had, you, because you had good aim or because oh, you had a gun? Oh, yes. I was extremely accurate. When Daryl was 15 years old, he shot and wounded two rival gang members. He went to juvenile detention. And then in 1971, when Daryl was 20, he was convicted of shooting and killing a store owner. He was sent to prison where he was locked up for more than a decade. Daryl was released on parole in 1983. By then, the Blackstone Rangers had become the El Rukins, a highly organized gang whose members, according to the FBI, were suspected of committing several hundred murders. When he got out of prison, Daryl moved into an apartment building that the gang owned. And then on November 2nd, 1983, just before dawn, Daryl woke up to this bang, bang, bang at his door. Anytime you hear some banging like that, you know it's got to be police. And who are you living with it at that time? Um, at that time, I had a common-law wife named Carla. Um, she and I was living together. She rushed to the door because she knew it was the police, too. And were you scared? Did you, did you say, Carla, don't, don't go get the door, or was it better for her to get the door? Mm-hmm. They gave me time to hide, and I could hear them um, telling her to get out the way. They called her a bunch of bees, uh, everything else, and they was rushing through the house. Uh, looking for me, and I was hid in the closet. How did you hide in the closet? Just hid in the closet and put clothes in front of me. Um, and at first, they opened the closet door, and then he left the door, and he thought I wasn't in there. And then another one of them happened to move the clothes to the side, and there I was. The cops were there to arrest Daryl for murder. The body of a drug dealer who'd been shot in the head had been found a week before. Someone in Daryl's gang had said Daryl was involved. The detective who found Daryl in the closet pointed his gun at Daryl and told him, lay down on the floor. And Daryl says right at that moment, he wasn't especially scared, but his cat was. Uh, I had named my cat Killer, Jet Black. The killer went up the wall. (laughs) The white folks scared the living daylights out of Killer. Killer was running everywhere. (laughs) Daryl laughs when he remembers this, and that's something he actually did a lot. He laughed remembering his worst memories. But he says at the time, he was furious. I mean, they called me a nigger so much that you would have thought that was my name. Um, I had only seen on TV um, about the South, the Klans, and I, I still really couldn't identify with it because it was so far away. But that day, November the 2nd, 1983, they gave me a firsthand crash course of how black people felt in the South. Because these, these detectives 
make no mistakes about it, they were extremely racist, extremely racist. Had any white person called you the N-word Mm-mm. before? That Mm-mm. was the first time? First time. 1983? 1983. Uh, first time in my life being called a nigger by a white person. If I hadn't had the handcuffs on, I'd bust him right in the mouth. I was mad. The cops took Daryl downstairs and put him in the police car. As they drove him to the police station, Daryl says one of the cops, a detective named Peter Dignan, started hitting him on the knee with a heavy black flashlight. Peter Dignan started asking me questions about a murder that happened uh, in, in one of our areas. And because uh, I wouldn't answer his question, he started beating, nigga, what'd I say? You hear me, you hear me talking to you? And he started beating me on my knee. And, uh...